I'm Joe Catalano with an AM Quincy news update for Monday, December 12th. A former Quincy Ward 4 city councilor wants the job again. Jay Davis has taken out nomination papers to run in the special election to fill the seat vacated when Brian Palmucci resigned last month to become a district court judge. Davis lost re-election to Palmucci in 2010 after he had served six years in that position. Candidates have until tomorrow to return their nomination papers with the signatures of at least 50 Ward 4 voters. Joel Bonaventura and James Devine have already had their papers certified. Matthew Lyons and Sharon Santolo had not yet returned their papers as of last Friday. If there are more than two candidates certified for the election, a preliminary would narrow that field to two on January 17th, and that winner will be selected during the final election on February the 7th. Voters will have to request a mail-in ballot for this election. They will not be sent out automatically. The driver who crashed into the Apple store in Hingham last month is out on bail. Bradley Ryan was released last week, according to the Plymouth County DA's office. One person was killed. Twenty others were hurt as a result of that crash. Ryan is charged with reckless homicide by motor vehicle and reckless operation of a motor vehicle. He told investigators he was looking for an eyeglass store at the Derby Street Shops. When his foot got stuck on the accelerator and he was unable to stop as he crashed into the store. A lawsuit representing two injured victims has been filed against Rhyme, the store property's owner, the developer, and Apple. A man died on Friday after he fell from a platform while servicing a gantry crane at Conley Terminal in South Boston. The 58-year-old Methuen man was an employee of Capco Crane Hoist, a company hired to perform maintenance on one of the cranes. Friday morning, police say for reasons still being investigated, the man collapsed or fell from a platform that was about 150 feet high. The man's jacket was caught on the edge of the platform. He was hanging from his jacket. Two of the man's colleagues were also working on the crane, pulled him back up onto the platform and attempted to perform life-saving measures until first responders arrived. Boston firefighters quickly responded to the scene, ascended to the platform, and took over life-saving measures. The man was taken to Tufts Medical Center and pronounced dead. Pictures from the scene showed numerous first responders at the shipping terminal. State police and OSHA are conducting separate investigations. OSHA's investigation will focus on the safety protocols related to the incident, which is separate from the state police investigation into the facts and circumstances of what happened. Both investigations are ongoing. A proposal for a three-story, eight-unit, multifamily home at 201 Copeland Street in West Quincy will be heard again by the Quincy Zoning Board of Appeals Tuesday at 6 p.m. Neighbors at previous meetings have expressed concern that that project is too large for the area. Tuesday is the last day to drop off toys at the Norfolk County Registry of Deeds for their annual Toys for Tots drive. New unwrapped toys may be dropped off at the registry in Dedham Center through 4.30 Tuesday afternoon. 
Secretary of State Bill Galvin is pressing for changes to the so-called millionaire's tax, calling on lawmakers to establish an exemption for some home sellers, as well as a trust fund to ensure some of the revenue goes toward education. Galvin announced the new proposals last week after he signed the final certification of the constitutional amendment in ballot question one, approved by the voters by a 52 to 48 percent margin after years of contentious battles between advocates and many in the business community. The so-called fair share amendment created a 4 percent surtax on all income exceeding a million dollars, a move that advocates say creates a fairer tax system with the revenue earmarked for education and transportation. Only the portion of the income that's more than a million would be taxed at the higher rate of 9%. The rest is taxed at the state's current rate of 5%. Tax goes into effect on January 1st. But the revenue remains subject to appropriation by lawmakers, and Galvin pressed lawmakers to make good on their promise to raise money for public education by establishing a trust fund to hold the money from the new tax. Well, closer now to her swearing in than to when she was elected, Governor-elect Mara Healey said that she is continuing to work on picking people to join her team. During a visit to the State House, Healy was asked if she would be open to keeping any members of the Baker administration as cabinet secretaries. The governor-elect said that she and Lieutenant Governor-elect Kim Driscoll are all about identifying the right people for the jobs, the best people. Although Healy and Driscoll have not announced any secretary picks yet, she said they are spending a lot of time talking with people interested in joining the administration and that the process is very intense. Healy didn't limit her timeline for top hires, saying they would happen within the coming weeks. The governor-elect and lieutenant governor-elect are set to be sworn in on January 5th. On whether she intends to have her cabinet fully filled by the time she takes office, Healy said, we're going to have to see about that. Healy also told reporters she is planning to take a closer look at issues around housing for an influx of migrants and that she thinks a functioning T is critically important for the Bay State. The governor-elect's comments about migrant housing came in response to a question about a $139 million supplemental budget Governor Baker filed in November to address the dramatic increase in the need for emergency shelter assistance that he said is driven by migrant arrivals. The governor's bill remains pending in the House Ways and Means Committee. House leaders have not said whether they support the measure or when they plan to advance it for debate. Healy said a lot of municipalities are stepping up to respond to an influx of migrants in their communities. The Department of Public Health said Friday that flu activity in Massachusetts is very high, with more than 5,400 new cases confirmed in the past week. Last year, the state never reached very high flu activity in 2020. Very high levels were not seen until late January. The virus is taking the lead within the triple threat straining the healthcare system. Among children, flu can sometimes be followed by ear infections. Securing amoxicillin for patients remains a challenge, and now parents are even struggling to find pain medicine. As many travel and attend close indoor gatherings this month, doctors are urging everyone to reach for those well-practiced pandemic precautions. Flu vaccines and COVID boosters are very accessible at many free walk-in clinics. 
Across Massachusetts, just about 38% of people have received a flu shot this year. Gas prices continue to drop in Massachusetts. Saturday morning, the average cost of a gallon of regular gas in Mass was $3.57, down 11 cents compared to this time last week. Bay State still higher than the national average of $3.29. According to AAA, prices are falling because of an increase in supply and lower demand. They say drivers will likely continue to see prices fall through this week. Well, he wears a NASA t-shirt in the freezing colds, giving the distinct impression that Calvin O'Brien is an anything-for-science kind of guy, and the 16-year-old Braintree High School junior is getting ready for a big week, the annual peak of the gemited meteor showers. Those meteors, about the size of a fist, give off a spectacular amount of light as they fizzle above the Earth, What's unusual about the Geminid event is that the meteorites are breaking off from an asteroid, not a comet, with several dozen falling per hour. While the weather is expected to be clear tomorrow night and Wednesday morning, O'Brien is worried about something else impeding the view. Too much light. Last week, O'Brien proposed to the town council that Braintree residents shut off their lights for one hour Tuesday night to maximize viewing and to come down to a high school field to enjoy the celestial show. That's where O'Brien and his classmates at Braintree High's Environmental Club will plan to gather. Proposal was well received by counselors, some saying they plan to watch the meteor shower. O'Brien said he has been aware of the interference of light presenting to astronomy for a long time. O'Brien, who plans to study astronomy in college, says excessive light does more than hide the heavens. He said humans face a host of mental problems like insomnia, anxiety, and that it worsens depression. He says some studies even say that it increases cancer rates. A check of business news this morning. Stocks were higher on Friday. The Dow was up 51. The Nasdaq rose 29. And the S&P added 8. World shares fell today after last week's decline on Wall Street. While signs of a surge in coronavirus infections in China suggest progress may be uneven as it rolls back its COVID-0 pandemic restriction. The dollar and the euro are higher. Oil at almost $72 a barrel. In sports, the Bruins beat the Vegas Golden Knights 3-1. to Celtics are in Los Angeles to play the Clippers tonight at 10.30. And, of course, Monday night football tonight. Patriots at Arizona take on the Cardinals. Kick off at 8.15. The forecast from the National Weather Service today, turning mostly sunny, and a high of 38 degrees for tonight, partly cloudy, a low 26. Tomorrow, mix of sun and clouds, high of 41, maybe some scattered snow showers Wednesday, at a high 37, cloudy and 42 for Thursday. For the boater, waves about a foot, wind out of the north, 15 to 20 knots, could gust to 25, and a high tide right before 2 p.m. Sunrise, 7.03, set at 4.11. I'm Joe Catalano with an AM Quincy News Update, Monday, December 12th.